Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I grew up in the home of Italian immigrants. And uh, one of the things we did was we visited our grandparents every Sunday. And we called my mom's mom, grandma, my dad's mom, Nana. And every Sunday, we'd go see grandma and then we'd go see Nana. And if we didn't do that on a Sunday, uh, they were at our house eating dinner. So we were just always with them. My mom called and my dad, they called their parents every single day. My mom took grandma shopping. Then another day she'd take Nana shopping. And it was just amazing the culture and the closeness we grew up in. But then when I came of age and Gina and I were married and we began to have our kids and I'm pioneered in Believer's Church, I never went to see my grandparents and never called them. And, you know, in my defense, I did see him at every major holiday and birthday. So I saw him about 12, 15 times a year, but I just wasn't good at calling. I didn't have time. And my dad's mom, Nana, we argue about how tall she was, but we, we think it was 4'6 to 4'8. And she'd wear these heels that I think made her 4'8. And when I would see her on a holiday, now I'm married, my kids, I'm not calling, I'm not visiting. She would always, the first thing she would say is she'd say, you know, I could die over here and you wouldn't know it. <laughs> first thing she'd tell me. Then, then she'd say, what if I needed some bread? What if I needed something? You think you'd ever call to find out if I need milk or bread, honey? And I just would smile because I loved her dearly. And, and I'd say, oh, Nana. And I know in my mind, my mom's calling her every day. My mom's taking her shopping and, and so on and so forth. But I said, why don't you give me a call? Anytime you want, if you want to talk. And she looked at me, she said, that's not respectful. I'm not going to call you. You need to call me. And so I made a decision, Gina and I, when our kids came of age, we decided we were going to do the opposite. And we felt the opposite was more biblical. We decided when we wanted to speak with our kids, we would call them. And so we just, when I want to talk to one of my kids, I call them. I say, hey, how you doing? What's up? What's new? And then we also thought, you know, we'll invite them over the house when we want to see them. And we always call and say, hey, if you want to come over, uh, no guilt if you can't, but if you want to, we're doing this, we're doing that. So we thought we're going to be the pursuers instead of what I grew up in. And I really believe that's how God is with us. Whether you're calling them or not, God's pursuing you. He's going to call you. He's going to visit you. And that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about God's pursuit. So if you're visiting, I always have a big idea. And that's what I want you to walk out understanding more clearly than ever. I mean, I want you to get a hold of this. And some of you know it, so I want to help you know it better. And some you never even thought about God in this way. So here's my big idea. God pursues us regardless of us. And I like that phrase, regardless of of us, because that can cover the gamut, right? No matter who you are, no matter where you're at, no matter where you're at with God, no matter what you think of God, God pursues us regardless of us. And that's amazing. And you know, the Bible doesn't say God tries to love us. God makes himself love us. The Bible says God is love. That's his nature. That's who he is. So we could say love pursues us regardless of us because God is love. And I want you to know God is in pursuit of you. And some of you, just a few, you're listening, you're saying, but wait, isn't God going to judge us? And I would say to you, yeah, that's coming, that's in the future. But right now we're in the age of grace. This is a church age. And God's not judging you right now. If bad things are happening in your life, it's not God. You know what's happening right now? God's pursuing you. So God 
the son who always existed, he comes and he takes on a human form. He's born. We call him Jesus. And he went to the cross to show us his love. But you know what else he did? He did all kinds of things to make sure we understood how much God loves us. So in Luke 15, Jesus is sitting with the worst sinners of his day. So think about that. That would be equivalent of you walking into Panera's, and I'm sitting at Panera's having coffee with pimps, drug dealers, thieves, the worst of the worst. And what would some of you think? I think most of you, if you've been around in God, you'd think, I'm glad he's reaching out to them. But that's not how they thought. The, the, the religious leaders, the Pharisees, they began to criticize Jesus and talk about this can't be a man of God. How can he be sitting with these terrible people and be a man of God? And Jesus is doing the exact opposite of what they're thinking because what they're thinking is you clean up your life and when your life's good enough, then you, you can go see God. God will come see you. But that's not what Jesus taught us. That's not what God is. God pursues us regardless of us. So Jesus shared three stories. He shared the story of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the prodigal son. And I like the first one. I just want to talk to you about the first one, the lost sheep. Jesus said, if a shepherd had 100 sheep and one was lost, wouldn't he leave the 99 to go after the one? And everyone's shaking their head saying, yeah. And then he said, when he finds him, won't he rejoice and come home and call his friends and say, let's celebrate. I found my lost sheep because the sheep was so valuable to me. And then Jesus said, that's what your father does in heaven. Every time somebody turns around and says, God, I know you're pursuing me. I give you my heart. And every time that happens, heaven celebrates. And I got to thinking about that story. And you know what's missing from that story? Jesus never tells us about that sheep. He doesn't tell us what kind of sheep it is. He doesn't say if it's a bad sheep or a good sheep. We don't know. This sheep could have been really good. You know how some people straggle behind in a crowd or just kind of straggle behind? And uh, we had some kids like that. They, just, they almost could get lost really easy. This could have been a sheep just straggling behind. His leg went in a hole. He broke his leg. Nobody heard him because he was so far behind. Could have been a sheep. They went right. He went left. And just a good guy that got lost. Or it could have been a really bad sheep who said, you know what? I am tired of following a shepherd. I don't even believe in shepherds anymore. And I'm tired of the shepherd telling me what grass I can eat. I'm going to eat the grass I want. I don't care what he says. And when he had a chance, he could have took off. Jesus doesn't cover that. Because God pursues us regardless of us. And that's what I want you to walk out understanding so clearly. So I have a couple thoughts for you. Here's the first one. This thought goes like this. God's pursuit is an endless pursuit. God's never going to become tired of pursuing you. He'll never stop. doesn't matter who you are, what you do. And there's two verses I want to share out of Psalm 139. This is without a doubt my favorite Psalm in all the Bible. You, it, read it this week. It's amazing. And I'm just going to share two of the verses. Here's verse five. You've gone into my future, and my is anybody that's ever been born. You've gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. With your hand of love upon my life, you impart a blessing to me. This is amazing. So a couple thoughts. God goes into our future to prepare the way. You know, further down in this psalm, you know what it says? Before you were born, while you were still in your mother's womb, God has a book in heaven. And you know what he wrote in the book? Your very purpose. He gave you a purpose on planet earth. And he wants to show you that. And he will. Uh, it's his desire to show you why you're created. Everyone in this room, no matter who you are, God created you for a purpose. But you know what else comes to my mind when I read this thought? 
The Bible says that when we fall into tough times, when we're under attack, when things are going really bad, whether we cause them or they just happen because we live on planet Earth, do you know what the Bible says? God makes a way of escape. What really got me to thinking is, before you ever fell into your pit, God made an escape out of your pit. That's pretty exciting, man. That's how much he's pursuing you. It's endless. And then listen to the second part. You follow behind me, uh, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. God cleans up our messes. And there might be some of you sitting here today, you're thinking, there's no way God can clean up the mess that I made. Oh, no, no, he follows behind you. He'll never stop, and he'll clean up your messes, and he'll restore us no matter what we've done, whether you know it was a terrible thing, a medium thing, God cleans up our messes. Now listen to this, verse 11. It's impossible to dis disappear from you or to ask darkness to hide me. Think about that. God's pursuit is endless. And no matter what you do, darkness is referring to you saying, you know what, God, I don't believe in you. I'm going to live a rebellious life. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And here's what God says. No matter how far you delve into darkness, it's impossible for you to escape me. God's pursuing you regardless of you. you just, he's just not going to give up on you. He's going to keep pursuing you. And then it says this. It says, for your presence is everywhere, bringing light into my night. Night is your tough time, your bad time. You could have cost it. You might not have cost it. But you know what God wants to do? He's pursuing you. He wants to bring light into your night. You know what that speaks to me? Hope. Is anybody in this room today dealing with hopelessness? God's the one that brings light into our night. And you know what? He never stops. He never says, I did enough for you. That's it. No, God pursues us regardless of us. It's endless. Here's another thought that I think is amazing. God's pursuit is an unearned pursuit. Think about that. The way I grew up in God, I, you know, I was taught going to church that you had to earn God's love and God's goodness. And I just grew up thinking I was never good enough. I could never earn it. And I remember when I was in school, I have a, a, a nice IQ. It's above average. But when I came to seventh grade, I didn't understand why I was going to school. My parents were immigrants. They didn't understand the American school system. And uh, I just stopped trying. I was bored out of my mind. I stopped trying. Seventh grade, eighth grade, high school, didn't try at all. So then I went to JFK for three years. My senior year, I transferred to Howland. And when graduation ceremony came, I told my parents, because my three older brothers graduated from JFK, I said, in public school, you don't have to go to graduation ceremony. None of my friends are going. And so my mom and dad are like excited because there was four times more kids graduating from Howland than would have been at JFK. So they're like, great. And I didn't go to my graduation ceremony. But here's why I didn't go. I felt, why should I celebrate over something I didn't even try to do? And I just felt, I don't deserve celebration because I didn't put my heart into this thing. And so I thought, I'm not going to go. I don't deserve the celebration. Some of my friends told me, you're escaping from prison. You should celebrate. We're out of prison. And I'm like, no, this isn't prison to me. I enjoyed school. I was a social animal. I, I went to all three lunch periods my senior year and had friends in every one. <laughs> school was awesome. And I was sad it was ending, right? Because I didn't do homework. I didn't study. Still passed great. Did, did, you know, didn't, did good without trying. But... I share that story because I bet you there's a ton of you listening right now, Boardman, TCI, Warren, that you feel you haven't earned God's pursuit. And I just want to say to you, you can't earn his pursuit. 
It's an unearned pursuit. God's pursuing you regardless of you, and you cannot earn it. So it reminds me of what Jesus said in Matthew 5. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus is speaking with his disciples, and of course, he's also saying it so we will hear it in the future. And he says something crazy to them. You and I, now that we know some of the Bible, we, we might think we would react differently than they did. But I'm telling you, if we didn't know what, what we know, we would have been blown away. They were blown away by what Jesus said. Here's what he said. He said, I want you to love your enemy. I want you to pray for those that despitefully use you. I want you to do good to those that do bad to you. And I want you to bless those that curse you. And he had to blow every gasket they had because, you know, all the guys in here, we can agree, right? It would take all of our power, especially if we didn't know the Bible, we didn't know Christ. It would take all of our power just not to retaliate, right? And he's saying, this is what I want you to do. Then in saying this, he, he opened up what God does. And this is what's amazing. This shows us how you don't have to earn it. And he uses a simple example. Listen to what he says in Matthew 5, 45. For then you are working out of your true selves, your God-created self. So he's cleaning up what he just said. Because you've accepted Christ, he's made you new on the inside. Now your nature is love. So you and I can love because God created us to be different. But listen, this is the part I'm after. This is what God does. He gives his best, the sun to warm and the rain to nourish to everyone, regardless the good and the bad, the nice and the nasty. Now, the law of averages tells me, we have some nasties listening, right? I was a nasty, so don't, don't feel bad. I was one of the nasties. And then we have a bunch of nice, and then we have people in between. But here's what Jesus is saying. When you go outside today and you're driving on the road, is the sun going to be shining on every car? The next time it rains, is it going to rain on good people's houses and bad people's houses? Isn't the rain hitting everybody that's in that area? Does God spare the rain or the sun because someone's not worthy of it? And here's what he's saying to you. I am pursuing you regardless of you. You can't earn my pursuit because it's going to come because that's who I am. I am God. And again, I want you to walk out today thinking, God pursues me regardless of me. God is amazing. And I want to just take a moment for some of us that might be in this room. He's been pursuing you your whole life and you know it. And he brought you here. He guided you here. Um, and you're here this weekend. And he, he wants you to just turn around and say, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to receive that love that you have for me. And, you know, there's a lot of you like me. I, I, I love God. I, I, I work full time for God. You know, I really love him. But there are times when I forget how much he loves me. And this just impacts my life to think about. He, he pursues me regardless of me. And I want you guys to go home remembering that no matter who you are, he's pursuing you. And maybe there's some of you here, you came here today and you weren't so sure of God. And I want to give you an opportunity to really hear and understand and receive the love of God. So here's what's so important for you to understand. Before you were even born, God knew you and he loved you. Jesus died on the cross for you and all of humanity. He gave his life for you, the Son of God who always existed. And today we're celebrating the day when he was raised up, three days, three nights in hard earth, God raised him up from the grave. 
And he's asked people like me, and he's asked all of us Christians, share the good news with people. You can't work your way to heaven. You can't work for God's approval. Jesus said, whoever believes in me, I'll save them. He said, if you call on my name, I'll save you. And I want to give some of you that are in here today that opportunity. And some of you, maybe you're like Matt, you kind of grew up in a household where God was talked about, God was loved, but like Matt, he never really sought God till the moment he talked about it in the video. Maybe you're here knowing who God is, but you say, man, I've never really given my heart to him. Because, you know, here in America, you can grow up in church, you can be water baptized as a baby, an adult, all good things, but never know Jesus. Guys at TCI, Boardman checked out, Pastor Graham's doing their altar call. Guys at TCI, I'm telling you, this is your day, this is many people's days here to just say, Jesus, I accept you. And I want to pray right now. Can we bow our heads, close our eyes? Everybody in the room, if you're here and you say, man, I'm ready today to make Jesus real in my life. I'm ready today not to just say, hey, I go to church or I've gone to church, but to say, Jesus, I believe you're the only way. I accept you and I make you my savior today. So would you pray this prayer? And if you mean it from your heart, miracles will happen. Everyone else in the room, everyone else at TCI, can we help them pray? Just say this after me. Say, Lord God, Thank you for Jesus who died for me. And this day, I give my heart to him. Jesus, I believe you're the only way to heaven. I receive you as my savior. And I make a decision today to follow you. Amen. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Can we stay in that attitude of prayer, guys? If you prayed that prayer, miracles happen. You may not have felt anything. But God washed all your sins away. God gave you the gift of eternal life. Heaven's your future destination. I mean, that's amazing. And you may be sitting here saying, I didn't feel anything. And, and that doesn't matter whether you felt it or not, but it happened. Do you know what else is happening that you can't experience, but you will someday? The Bible teaches us, Jesus shared it in Luke 15, right? All of heaven's rejoicing if just one person on planet earth gives their heart to Jesus. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast.